Praise the Lord. Amen. We're going to go on Psalm 23 this morning. Uh, we're going to stay in one verse, verse 4. And this is what the Bible says. When I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for who you are. And we ask you that you will uh, speak to us today and uh, change our hearts and our minds through your word. Uh, you don't share the glory with nobody, so we'll give you all the glory and all the praise. Thank you for the opportunity to be here together at the Sterling College. And uh, just prepare the minds and the hearts, Lord, to receive the word. And just fill your name with glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Um, the... Um, the gospel of prosperity, the gospel of um, come to Jesus and you're never going to have an issue and you're never going to have a problem is um, damaging a lot the church because um, we heard this gospel and then we come to Jesus believing that, um, that you come to the Lord and then you're not going to have no more issues in your life. And that's just not what the gospel says. Jesus was very clear. He say, uh, in this world, you're going to have some afflictions. You're going to have some tribulations. Um, Psalms 34, I believe, say that many are the afflictions of the righteousness. So if you really see the Bible, uh, we know that uh, we're going to have some issues. Uh, my wife and I, we came to the, to the conclusion that life is uh, a series of opening different packages. I remember one time we had to open the package of arthritis. Out of nowhere, she just started hurting on her arms and uh, inflammation uh, to the point that, um, I mean, she was a very healthy woman. And then she got to the point that I had to shower her, that I had to feed her, that she couldn't uh, carry a glass. Um, uh, it was impossible for her to work. Uh, it was, I mean, it changed our lives completely. And that is a it was a package that we have to open. Um, I mean, it is what it is. We opened some other packages that, uh, like the twins, you know, we have uh, five children. And then we thought that we were going to have those five. And then after 12 years, the Lord granted us a twins, Grace and Melody, uh, an amazing gift. And we opened that package. That was an amazing package. What I'm trying to tell you is that uh, in life, you're going to open some packages that are going to make you cry, that I'm going to be painful, uh, that you're going to, you know, have some tears, you, you're going to have some anxiety, you're going to have some worries. And there is some other packages that are very cool, you know, and, and you're going to open those packages and then you're going to laugh and you're going to celebrate. But that's what life is. Um, Psalm 23, uh, it will be kind of like more acceptable, more cool, if that's the word, if it didn't have verse 4. Just imagine reading Psalm 23 without that verse 4 in the middle. It'll be something like, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I mean, that's provision, that's... Uh, Lacking nothing, that's just full protection. Green pastures, lead waters, still waters, calm waters. I mean, that's just peace. 
that's just an amazing thing. I mean, the Lord is my shepherd, green pastures. We love that. We love the Lord that is our shepherd, don't we? I love when the Lord provides for me and abundantly. I love when, I, I love when I'm, I'm on green pastures and still waters, you know, restoration of my soul. Uh, prepare a table before my enemies. The cup is overflowing. Goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. I dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I mean, I love this thing. But it would be amazing if Psalm 23 will not have that verse 4 in the middle. But the problem is that the Bible is not a Chinese buffet that you can pick and choose whatever you want. And just, well, I like the, the chicken, whatever, but I don't like the egg rolls because everything is chicken there. That's what my twins say. Everything is chicken. Give me a chicken. It could be a steak. It could be a filet mignon. I want a piece of that chicken. That's what the twins always say. But the gospel is not a Chinese buffet that you can just pick and choose whatever you want to choose. You know, you have to open that package. In verse 24, even if we don't like it, it's going to be there. You know, you, you cannot take that verse out of the Bible because this is not a pick and choose. This is the word of God, and the word of God comes completely, and you have to accept what the words say. And the words say right in the middle of that psalm, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. So with that in mind, I'm going to give you a couple things that I believe is going to help you with this. Since we are not able to remove that verse, and we have to go through some things, because I believe with all my heart, you guys go through a lot of toughest stuff. You know, there's times when we are, when we are healthy. There's times when we're sick. There's times when things are, are okay in the family. You know, I, I, I do a lot of marriage seminaries with my wife. We travel a lot of places and do a lot of marriage seminaries. And I remember one time that uh, we were doing a marriage seminary in Salina, Kansas. And then we were um, on the point that don't go to bed mad. Just, just fix things and, and try to work things out. Just don't go to sleep like that. And then um, on the seminar, that particular place of the seminar, they didn't have no caring for the kids. So my twins were with us when we were teaching that class. So you think children don't listen? They do. They're sponges. I mean, they're listening to everything. You know, sometimes me and my wife, we're in a truck. We're, we're talking about something, and we stop talking, and Melody goes like, uh, and what else? I mean, they're like, they're paying attention to everything. So they were paying attention to the conference that we were giving me and my wife about do not go to sleep like that. Well, guess what happened? A couple days after that, me and my wife, we have a confrontation because we don't have a perfect marriage. So, and I said, ah, I'm going to the sofa. I'm going to watch some Netflix and I'm going to go to sleep. Early in the morning, the twins woke up. They saw me on the sofa and said, you're a liar. And I said, what's going on with you? You told those people a couple days ago in that conference that you don't get mad with mom, that, that you're going to forgive mom and everything's going to be okay and you're going to sleep together and you sleep on the sofa. Because marriage is going to have some issues. Life is going to have some issues. You're going to have some issues. So, what do we do with this verse 4 right here? What do, what do we do when, 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 when there is provision and overflowing of the cap and, and leading on the green pastures and, and the still waters and, and the restoration of the soul and prepare a table for my enemies and, and guide me through this and favor and goodness? And what do we do when that verse 4 shows up? Three things. Number one, 
we need to accept the reality of the valley. Valleys are real. I mean, we have, it, we have this gospel of the claiming and proclaiming, and, and I decree, and I, I mean, they think they can move God at, at their wish, and they can just close and open heaven whenever they want. That's not biblical. The valleys are real. You have to go through the valley. Verse 4 is right there, and you cannot just overpass. You can, you can, you can ignore it if you want to. You can pretend it's not there if you want to. You can just think, well, I'm just not going to pay attention. But the valley is still there. The issue is still there. The Goliath is still standing in front of you. The, 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 the hard time is there. The issues are there. The confrontation is there. The lackness is there. Whatever it is, is there. So you must accept the reality of the valley. Valleys are real. And they are part of the package. I mean, it's part of life. You're going to suffer sometimes. Life is just not pink color all the time. Life is hard and sometimes it's very hard. And it is what it is. And we have to deal with that because verse 4 is going to be on Psalm 23. And right there when you're enjoying those green pastures and the still waters and the restoration of the soul and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And all the things that we like about God, there is going to be a valley right there in the middle because it's right there on that verse 4. If you don't want to take it, if you don't want to claim it, if you don't want to accept it, you want to ignore it, that's your choice. But the valley is still going to be there. You guys are too quiet this morning, man. Valleys are real. You know, valleys will teach you who your friends are. There's a lot of folks that are next to you and say, oh, I'm walking with you and we're so friends. They have not seen you in the valley yet. Valleys will show you who you are. Because when we're in the valley and things are really tough, we'll do some things that we'll say we'll never think we will do. Valleys will show you who God is. You don't know God until you've been through some toughest stuff. You don't know God is the provider until you don't have no money in your pocket. You don't know God is the healer until you get in the hospital very sick. You don't know God is your protector until your kids, the police call you from the police station and say, we got Aaron right here, Pastor Gomez, come right now. Valleys are real. The reality of the valley. So what are you going to do? You're going to escape verse 4? You're going to go, nah, I'm okay, I'm not going to deal with that. There are some things that you have to deal with because that's the matter of life. Number two. Not only there is a reality of the valley, but listen to this. There is a respond to the valley. You must respond to the valley. And the test will give you how are you going to respond to that. There is two things. Number one, you're going to walk. And number two, you're going to walk with no fear. I'm going to stay in number, in number one. Walk. It doesn't say run. Oh, I'm just going to run through this valley. And no, 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 no. You cannot run through the valley because God designs the valley to be walking so you can learn the lesson. If you run, you're going to trip. If you run, you're going to miss the whole point. So God say, when I walk through the valley. And by the way, in the original, it's not if I walk through the valley. It's when. So this is not optional. Valleys are not optional. Valleys are mandatory. It's not if I walk, it's when I walk. That's why the devotional, the title when I sent to Jose is called When. When I walk through the valley. You are going to walk through the valley. Well, I'm not in the valley yet. You'll get into one. 
one of these days, you're going to remember this preaching. So what are we going to do? We're going to walk. Walk means we're moving. That's the key right there. Valleys are not a final destination. Some people get so dwelling. You, have, you, have you seen some people when they get sick or something, they learn everything about their sickness. And they take ownership. My diabetes, my anxiety, my depression, mine. They, they just, and they just dwell on it. They don't want to talk about nothing else. They don't want to talk about healing. They don't want to talk about hope. They want to talk about the issue. And they want to dwell in the issue. Valleys are to be walked through, not to stay in. It is not a dwelling place. It's a transitional place. It's a temporal place. You, you, you stay there for a moment. That's what the Bible says. I'm still in the test. When I walk, it means you have to move slowly by surely. If you run, you're going to make big mistakes. You're going to trip again. You're going to fall. You're going to hurt yourself. And you're not going to learn the lesson. Walk. But listen to what the Bible says. Walk through it. That means the valley has a way in, but it also has a way out. There is a beginning of the valley and the end of the valley. Valleys are not final destinations. You just go through the valley. But the test also say, not only that you walk through, but the Bible say, I walk through the valley and I will fear no evil. Evil, the, 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 the evilness of the valley, the, the hardness of the valley, the, the difficulties of the valley will make you Show some fear. There is some fear coming, but fear will paralyze you. Have you ever go walking into a place and then this big dog will come and some of us will like stay right there and we don't move, you know. Fear will paralyze you. You cannot be walking through the valley with fear because you're not going to move. And the Bible says when I walk through the valley, I will fear no evil. You cannot have fear and faith in the same room. One of those has to live. Either you're going to walk in faith or you're going to walk in fear. If you walk in fear on that valley, you're going to stay on that valley. You're going to die on that valley. And valleys are not final destinations. Valleys are transition steps. You know, when we had that arthritis in my home, we tried everything. I mean, we did. I went to a Benny Hinn crusade. I did. Kansas City. Spent like three hours out there trying to get in because I said, oh, I want to try Benny. I mean, we did it. They, they, they tried my wife in all the medicines possible. I mean, she went through doctors through doctors. We went through prayer meetings. We went through healing crusades. We went through everything. I'm preaching different places. God is doing amazing things. And my wife is right there in the first bench. And she's just like that, praising the Lord. And it cannot even walk. I have to finish the service and just go and take her, put her in the car and go home and put her in the bed and shower her and do everything that I have to do for that woman for seven years. We walked through that valley until one day she got pregnant with the twins, Grace and Melody. After the doctor said that she was not supposed to get pregnant because she was going to lose that baby because all the medicine and all that stuff. Well, guess what? We walked through the valley very slow. Guess what happened during the pregnancy? 
The doctors say, I don't understand what is happening. I believe what is happening is that the presence of the twins are fighting the hormones and the chemicals of the body. Well, guess what? The inflammation is still disappearing on her. Then she was not inflammated anymore. There is no pain. She started walking better, and she has this big belly. I mean, there is two twins. I mean, there is like twins there, too. Twins there, big ones. Grace and Melody, almost, she almost did like almost the nine months, and then she's big, and she's walking. And then when those twins are born, she's perfectly fine. There is no arthritis anymore. And now, just the other day, we were in the zoo, and then she's carrying one twin in front, and the other one is laying down on the back, and she's just like that, going like that. And I said, remember, baby, remember when we walked through that door? But if you don't accept the reality of the valley and you just ignore it, you cannot ignore an issue. You have to acknowledge the valley. But you have to respond to the valley. How do you respond? You're going to walk. You want to walk through and you want to walk with no fear. Paul tells Timothy, I have given you spirit of what? Not fear. Power, love, and self-control. You know, we don't have just another kind of a spirit. We have the spirit of the Lord. The same spirit that resurrects Jesus Christ lives in us. You have that spirit because Ephesians 1, 13 and 14 say that when you are born again, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit. You got the power of the Lord in you, but you have to walk through it. Or you want to be a chicken. Well, I cannot do this. A lot of Christians, I mean, they're just like crystal Christians. Something happened. Oh, I don't want to serve the Lord no more. Oh, I, I, this is too hard. Every time I get close to the Lord, things are start getting tough on me. Well, hello. It's part of the package. You're going through the valley. Either you're going to die on that valley. You're going to walk through it with no fear. Third point. I know I don't get too many amens and sermons like this, but I'm okay. I'm not here for the amens. I'm just here to preach the word of God. So either you accept the reality of the valley, you respond to that valley, walking through with no fear. But then the most important part of the valley, the resources in the valley. Not only there is a reality, valleys are real. Valleys will wake you up at 3 o'clock in the morning and put you in your knees. A real valley, a real trial, a real thing from the Lord. That is designed to bring your attention. We get you, we'll get you back to church. We'll call your friend that you have not called. We'll, you'll call your mama and your dad and say, pray for me, dad. I'm going through hell. Valleys will get you up. We'll take your attention and we'll bring you back to Jesus. But you have to walk through it. But the third point, which I believe that's the reason I'm here this morning, is the resources that are in the valley. And they're still in the text. What David said, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Man, sometimes we just, we just, take, we just take this so lightly. You know the creator of the universe walks with you. 
Have you ever think about it that the one that stands in the platform of nothing with the power of his creator word that called light into existence and put everything in order in this world and create animals and everything and create every star and every constellation and every galaxy that is there. The one that did it on the platform of nothing just with the power of the word walks with you. I mean, you are a child of God. We sing those songs so lightly and so routinely. And we, oh, I'm a child of God. I'm blah, blah, blah. Have you ever considered that the creator, Elohim, that's his name, the God that creates everything, that sustains everything, and owns everything. He is the creator, the sustainer, and the owner of everything. He walks with you. My God. That's what the test says. I'm going to accept the reality of the valley. I'm going to respond to the valley. I'm going to walk through it with no fear. Why? Because of the resources that are created and placed and available by heaven for me when I'm in the middle of the valley. What is the resource? Because you are with me. The writer of Hebrews say that God say, I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will always be with you. Even when we open the package of arthritis, even when I got a letter of deportation, I got a letter of deportation one time in my life. You know what I did after I got the letter of deportation? I went to play golf with my friends. I did. I trust my Lord. Still here. I used to be a drug dealer. That's what my life. I'm from Colombia, South America. So I have a really, really kind of like crazy past. So they deny my case. So I went to play golf with some friends. Then when I was playing golf with my friend, then there was a guy that came over. This is part of my testimony. And my friend that I was playing golf with told this friend, hey, this is the, this is the kid that I talked to you about. He grabbed my name, wrote my name, and I said, oh, God. Then two weeks later, I received a phone call from the immigration. I said, come over to the office. That guy was part of the FBI. I walk into an immigration office from the back of the office. When everybody is up from on a line, I walk on the back of the immigration office, sit down on a desk, and in 10 minutes, I got a green card. I'm going to walk through the valley. I'm going to accept the reality of the valley. Why? Because I know he's with me. Listen to what the Bible says, Jeremiah 33, 3. I will call and you will answer me. Call unto me and I will answer you. What Psalms uh, uh, David said, in my distress, I call unto the Lord and he heard my cry. You know, when you call in the middle of the valley, when you trust the Lord in the middle of that valley, he will not send you somebody else. He will come himself. What David said, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because you. He talks about Jehovah Lord. He talks about the Lord. You are with me. When you know, when you're 100% sure that God is with you and he walks with you every place that you go, even in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil. And you're going to go through that valley and you're going to face that valley and say, eh, I'm going to face it. It's real. You're going to walk through it. Walk through it. You're not going to run it. You're going to walk through it with no fear. 
That's mean you're just going to keep on moving. Remember the vegetables? Keep moving. When you're not. Oh, you guys are too young for that. Keep moving. Okay, none of these guys don't, don't remember vegetables. You're going to keep walking, and you're going to know that the whole time he is with you. I don't know what else to tell you, but God is real. You can call unto his name. You can rely on him. He's more real than the air that you breathe. And he's with you every place that you go. And there is no valley. There is nothing. There is no weapon form against you that shall prosper because he is with you. I'll be with you until the end of the days. When he gave the great commission, he said, go and proclaim the gospel. Share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Make disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I will be with you all the days of your life. The reality of the valley, the response of the valley, the resources of the valley. There is only one resource. His name is Jesus Christ. So whatever you're going through today, always understand that you're not by yourself. Maybe mom and dad are not here with you. Maybe your prayer partner moves to a different university. Maybe you just feel lonely. Well, don't feel that lonely because the creator of the universe is walking with you. And he'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. And we thank you for the assurance of your presence in us. We thank you because you're real. And we know that we can walk through that valley. And we can depend on you. We can count on you. And we know, Lord, that valleys are not the final destination, but just a place of teaching. And that there is a way out on that valley. And that you're going to walk with us. Father, whatever the issue is, all the people that are here in this auditorium, students and faculties and visitors, Lord, just that they know that you are so real. And that there is not a single second of their lives that you are not with them. For you promise to be with us every second of our life. We give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray and the people of God say, Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. You have a great day.